What's going on, guys? This is Bryson Johnson. Hey, it's David Mitreff. And you're listening to the Betterment Podcast. Today, we have a wonderful episode for you guys. Um, we haven't gotten together in quite some time, my friend. It is a true story. We have not. Um, for those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while, you may know that we do record uh, our episodes in bulk. So that if there is ever a time, like there has been uh, in the past little month... That, you know, we don't have enough time to get together to record stuff and we just we need content. We'll have it there. So there's no worries about rushing it. And over the past, I think like two, three, I think I don't even think we've recorded in a month. Probably. Yeah, you might be right. It's which, been a while. Which sounds crazy. And it's something that something yeah. that we miss very much. So Taylor and I have still been hanging out. We've still been been doing a lot of other stuff outside of the podcast. But either way, we're doing this now. Yeah. And get back to it. We're getting back to it. And it's fantastic. How's life, my friend? How's how's things going with you so far? Oh, it's been like a handful of busy plus chill, which mm-hmm. is which is always nice. Yeah. Um, just trying to take a lot of uh, you know, just uh, well, I guess you can call it self care, but just time to hang out and and see people that I haven't seen in a while, kind of reconnect with some folks. So, yeah. But then also just busy on like uh, the business side and stuff like that too. So word. And yeah. why why is that self care so important to you? Why is that oh. such an important thing? It just you know it um. I think it just more of like helps me connect back to kind of where I want to be and maybe like even in a certain mentality of like why I started certain things. It's, you know, like it's bringing you back to kind of your roots a little bit of just like connecting with older friends or older family members or whatever, just to kind of bring you back to like kind of those good moments. Um, maybe it's a bit nostalgic. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's important just to, to bring you back to why you even started this whole journey and, and whatnot. Yeah, it's good. It's a good reflection period. It's a good way to take a step back and really get an overall perspective and say, you know, what am I doing? You know, kind of kind of de-stress from any situation that you may be in that, you know, you may be taking a little bit of a toll on you or whatever and you just need a break from Whatever it may be, you know, self care is can be for many different reasons, and at the end of the day, it's 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 a good thing, no matter yeah. what you do to take care of yourself. Just bringing her back to like a simpler time when when you didn't have to worry about adult stuff. Those are good times. Man. Good times. Those are good times. I remember. I remember those times of not having to wake up and go to work because you can only like I don't have a job I have my own life that I make I, like I have to make money for myself now and it's like I remember when like I didn't have to like I didn't care because yeah. I just didn't care so I could wake up and be like I don't want to go to work today yeah <laughs> just, you like, don't have to call in sick and yeah. watch Netflix and stuff and then but you know what's funny is that like we never had any money no never which doesn't make sense I don't understand it to be perfectly honest I was I was always told that if you work hard, you can get the things that you want in life. But I also did the opposite of all those things, and I still didn't get what I wanted in life. So I'm, yeah. I'm a little confused as to how. Like I remember one moment, and this is one moment that has drastically affected my life in terms of how I view where I want to be, and and in terms of my career and 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 everything. Was when I went to McDonald's when I was around sixteen, seventeen, I believe, and I tried to pay for a three dollar meal, and my debit card got declined. Nice. Like that's when you know it happens. That's when you know there's something there's something good going on. Got to make some changes. Yeah. yeah. So I uh, yeah now now I'm at a point where somewhere along the line I got uncomfortable with not working and now I love getting up and doing things. But I also know that I just don't feel comfortable just sitting around all day and doing what I used to do when I was younger because I like having priorities. I like having things that yeah. I strive for every day. And I think I think that's one 
route that when I was going through a tough time mentally and everything, and maybe some some people can relate to this or, or whatever as well, is that, you know, when you're going through a tough time, you know, it's it's like not having a purpose, not having something to go towards, not having a goal in mind leads to different forms of, of mental health struggles because we oh, end yeah. up having, you know, we either overthink things too much or we start getting down on ourselves because there's no direction. There's no reason to get up in the morning because we have no real ambitions. And for me, I think the the toughest part when I was younger was that I, I had ambitions. I just didn't know where to put them. Like I didn't know where the heck I wanted to go when people asked me like, yo, you going to school, you going to college? And I'd be like, nope, nope. I, I loved uh, graduating uh, from high school in grade 12 and everyone at the end of the year is like, yo, so where are you going to school after this? And I'm like, mm, yeah, not n- nowhere. <laughs> but anyways, that's okay, right? That's good. Um, and I think that ties in with our topic a little bit too of today, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. They did. Fun fact, this is not, this was not our topic <laughs> that we just talked about, but today, today. Today, we have a certain topic that we want to talk about. And what is that topic today, Mr. Taylor Dimitrioff? Oh, it's a good one. Uh-huh. Uh, it is dealing with change. Hey. There it is. Change. Right? The most uncomfortable reason to do things and why it is oh, hard yeah. and all the good stuff. If you guys are wondering why Taylor and I are a little bit more up and at him and talking a little bit more. First of all, we've had a beautiful day. We, we did. Have, we, have some, we, we have some like really good bro times and... You know, being able to hang out together without having to worry about just like recording and then like leaving, we've had a chance to like hang out more as homies and really just like become better, better friends. And on top of it, too, I had a coffee. He had a coffee. (laughs) And I myself, I was listening to older episodes and I was listening to myself at different times. And I'm like, man, like, I just, I want to entertain more. I want to be a little bit more of a vibrant presence on the boom podcast. Jazz and there were some times where I, I noticed where I would I would talk kind of like monotone or whatever because I, I would yeah. forget sometimes that I'm on a podcast and I'd be just like having a conversation with someone. Sure. And then, you know, the monotoneness would come out and I would just be having a conversation or I'd be thinking too much. You know what? I just yeah. enjoy entertaining people. And whether there's five people that listen to us or ten people that listen to us, fun fact. we Oh, <laughs> yeah. We both. Yeah. We, uh, we looked at the SoundCloud results that we have seen so far on our uh, on our podcast and the episodes we put on there. Um, what's been going on on uh, on SoundCloud? Yeah, so SoundCloud. Um, so we're getting a lot of hits in Canada, which makes sense. We're from Canada. Woo! Just you know, our our Canadian homies are just loving us. Oh yeah, eh? oh yeah. Eh? Um, but we have a few other countries that are also tuning in. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Uh, so we have our United States folks. Cool, cool. Thank which you. is awesome. Yeah. Thank you, for, uh, thank you for coming on over. Coming on down. Or I guess up, um, and then we have um, <laughs> we have our our UK folks, United Kingdom. Hey. So that's lovely. I'm not even. Gonna, I I can do a really solid English accent, but I just feel like if I'm doing this while the podcast is on, it might not come out as well as I. Well, sure. Will in my head. And then we're gonna lose our United Kingdom yes. followers. Please, please don't don't stop listening to us. Continue to listen to us and continue to be here and be awesome because we really really appreciate it. Oh, for sure. Definitely overseas. And speaking of overseas, is the last one that we have is Denmark. Hey. We have some Denmarkers. Denmark. I guess. Um, is, that, is that is the Denmarkians? Den, Denmarkites? Den, Denmarkets? Denmarkets. 
<laughs> Sounds either, like a weird little like you know flea market that you take your yeah, mom to yeah. on Sunday. Either way, it's uh, it's a um, the heck is it called when it's like the Finland nor uh, uh, Norway uh, nor nor Scandinavia. Scandinavian. There yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. I am half Scandinavian. Fun fact. There I am go. Icelandic. So I uh, even though we you probably don't agree that maybe like Iceland and and uh, Norway are are or no Den sorry Denmark. Our, our close brothers, mm-hmm. but either way. That's awesome. Like, thanks for thanks for holding her down in Denmark. Yeah. Whoever's listening. So either way, we appreciate yeah. you guys very much Love it. for checking us out. And like Taylor said, today's topic is going to be about dealing with change and how to, you know, deal... Like, like dealing with change and how to get past the fear of, of change because one of the hardest parts about life and i have dealt with this i know taylor has and many other people on this beautiful earth have um is the idea of making a change in your life making a change in your career making a change in your relationship your friendships your family your everything even making a change in your wardrobe you know yeah change can be scary change can be very difficult and it's something that when people are first coming into contact with it can be a little bit daunting because they look at it and they go, okay, well, I'm comfortable with how things are. I really enjoy how life is going at this present time for the most part, or I'm comfortable with it. And I'm not really sure how this change is going to affect my life. For instance, if you're in a relationship where you're not very happy and you're like, I need to make a change because I'm not happy, but at the same time, I don't want to hurt this person. And then you start going back and forth on the fear of like, I don't want to hurt them, but I also don't want to be unhappy and blah, 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 blah. It can be tough, you know? Oh, absolutely. I think I, I like what you said about the wardrobe too. Um, bit of a side tangent is that, um, so I got these new glasses that I'm wearing. Um, I know. I knew they were new. Yeah. I yeah. didn't say anything. So I was like, I don't know if they are. That's okay. Yeah. No, I, I had, I had very simple glasses. Um, cause I, I actually don't deal with change that well at all. <laughs> um, I had very simple glasses and then I just decided to kind of pull the trigger and, and just go for it. Um, I don't know. I don't mind them. Like they're all right. They're nice. They get the job done. They're I can nice. I can see better because my old glasses were you know their prescription was little little I guess older. My eyes have changed. So, but one thing about change so that people tend to misunderstand is that it has to be a big change for it well, to sure. be change. Where in actuality, it can be something as simple as changing you know, a pair of glasses, wearing a different type of hat, uh, different type of shoes, pantaloons, all sorts of other things, you know, like pantaloons. There's when, when people think about, (laughs) sorry, when people think about change, they think about it in a way where it can be very scary because the idea of the change is very large in their life, you know? So when you're not sure like how it's going to play out to you, right? Yeah. It's like the uncertainty. Exactly. And so that uncertainty kind of grows upon itself because then the fear gets bigger and bigger. You start worrying more and then the change becomes even larger because you're mentally making a picture of it where it's, it's getting like harder and harder to think of it in a, you know, small way. Again, it could be something as simple as you are not happy with your job, so you want to get another job. For a lot of people, getting another job is just like, that's just another thing you do. Other people, on the other hand, they're like, well, you know, I really don't like this job. They're not paying me very well. I don't like how how much I'm working, and they're not paying me for overtime, blah, blah, blah. But making the change would be very difficult because then I have to waste time like trying to send out resumes and then like what if people don't uh, don't hire me or what if I don't get hired for the exact amount that I used to be paying like uh, and then like they go into this sort of 
you know, this weird tangent of, you know, making up excuses as to why this change would be a bad idea instead of just kind of attempting to it because their fear gets in the way of them, of them and, and they start saying things like that where they start justifying why they shouldn't because, mm-hmm. again, the, the, the change seems a lot more scary than it might actually be. And I mean, like I had a friend, you know, one time where their parents were like they were um, wanting to move different careers or whatever. And one of their parents was like, yeah, like you're not going to find anything more than like, you know, $14 an hour or something doing this, this and this. Like, don't even try going and get it. Like, like you'll be lucky right. if you get anything like that. Um, the same friend is making like well over like $20 an hour now uh, working at a job they, they decently enjoy. And it's like at the end of the day, you know, the the fear was coming from someone else but it's still a fear of change because it's, it's a fear yeah. of something that they're used to it's either out of protection like a, like a parent protecting their child or a friend protecting another friend or whatever and you know people just a lot of times they just talk out of fear they talk out of out of you know that that fear of of change that may occur in a negative way they may think that something's going to happen in a negative way that wouldn't happen if they didn't make that you know take that action but in my opinion Growth comes from discomfort in life. When you when you grow, you grow from getting out of your comfort zone and, and going into a place of discomfort and 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 you know, bit of change and everything like that. You know, and and I know from personal experience, if I were to have done the same things that I was doing four or five years ago in my life, whatever it may be, and like we were just saying, like you know, watching TV and 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 calling in sick and doing all that sort of other stuff, like. I wouldn't have a business like I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing what I get to do now and and have had the opportunities in the past that I did. And and it's because of the fact that I made a change and it was a necessary change because I wasn't happy with my life. And so many people told me and I'm sure like Taylor, you can relate to this as well. Like they told me that, you know, what I was doing was either, you know, risky um, my parents, for instance, were very worried and saying, you know, like, why would you want to start your own business? You know how hard it is to start your own business? Like, you know how difficult it is? You know how many people fail? Like, fear, 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 because that change seems so large and so, you know, uncertain that staying in the same place seems better because it's safer. And for me, I've never liked staying in the same place, if especially if I'm not happy. I love progression. I love I love changing my life in a positive way and, and pushing myself to new boundaries that I never thought were possible. And I think that that fear, again, just comes out of the unknowing of of change. You don't know what's out there. You don't know what could happen. So automatically your, your mind and your body are all like, no, 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 no. Like, just stay here. Like, you were perfectly fine. Okay, life. Like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, a couple of years ago, I could have easily stayed at where I was, stayed at the same job, worked at the same place, stayed with the same people, did the same thing over and over and over again. But damn, would I have been unhappy, like ridiculously miserable because I already was. And that, and the sad thing is that there's a lot of people in, in, in the world that tend to stay in the same place that they're unhappy with because they're fearful of change. You know, and, and you know how sad that is. And mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've talked to many different people and not sad like like, oh, that's sad, lame, like not making fun of like it's yeah, sad, yeah, like yeah. it makes me sad to see that people don't like can't muster up enough of the courage because either people around them have uh, discouraged them from doing it or they themselves just can't muster up the amount of courage to go after it. And it's tough, you know, and there's so many people that I've talked to either that I've gone to school with or that I'm related to or anything else. And they talk about, you know, different regrets that they had because they they wish that they would have made a change, you know, back in the day. They wish they had gone down this different path. 
And I know for myself personally, I want to make sure that I was never one of those I wish, I wish, I wish. Because if I wished, I would wish my whole life away and nothing would change. Nothing would have gotten better. And for me, the way like the way I dealt with change was just like dealing, like running after it head on. And yeah. yeah, it was scary. Yeah, it was risky. Yeah, it, it's still every day is, is a is a common uh, is a common factor in my life when it comes to you know taking risk and making a change. But that change is something that if it is if it's a good positive change, will ultimately create a stronger human being inside of you. It'll make you a just a a better person in terms of just like you know learning your strengths. And you'll become more confident because if you go into that change not knowing what's going to happen and then something fantastic happens, you can go, yeah, that's awesome. Like, look what I just did. And even if you, even if it doesn't work out exactly the way you want it to, you learned something, you know, and, yeah. and you also learn from change. You learn from the experiences that you go through, whether it's good or bad. And you don't learn, you don't gain anything by staying in your comfort zone. You don't gain anything by just sticking in the same place for the rest of your life because that's how people then regret things. That's how then people get unhappy and, and depressed and, and everything else. And I, I know because I was there, you know, yeah. three, four years ago, that was me. And the way I started to get out of that situation was I made big leaps of changes and, and took risks and stuff because I had no other choice. I could not see myself doing anything but those things because I could not stand where I was. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you know, and it's it's interesting because so coming from someone that lives with an anxiety disorder, it's kind of exactly what you talked about is that you you kind of need to constantly push yourself and challenge yourself because the thing that makes anxiety worse is that if you do isolate and um, avoid the things that are making you anxious, because what that ends up doing is that it, it turns it more into a downward spiral, like a negative spiral where you're just stuck in your own stuff and you're like, well, I can never do it. I can never do it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So avoiding things 100% makes it worse. So living with anxiety, and, and you can call it change if you want, but it's just like sometimes even just doing things. It's like I have to kind of force myself to even go out that day or like go do this or go do that. And yeah, I'm anxious and yeah, it doesn't feel good and whatever, but that's how you get past it is, is like you said, like moving through those, those hard times, those scary, anxious, gross feelings. Cause that's how we grow. But isn't it like one thing that I know for sure, like we've talked about off podcast is surrounding yourself with people that also help push you that way too. Oh, know? for sure. Like if, one of the one of the biggest things we talk about when it comes to, for instance, like business stuff, we 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 were talking about like how networking is is the thing to do if you want to grow your business. Like you have to surround yourself with people that are in the same you know wavelength as you. People that are also looking to pursue pursue different ventures. You learn different things off of people and and everything else. And by surrounding yourself with people that are also going through that same change, you get that you know, that support system that you need, you get people there that already have been through what you've been through or are going through it right now. And you can see yourself doing the same thing. You say, okay, well, if they're going through it and they're, you know, having success with it, why, you know, who's to say that it can't happen to me too? Yeah. And it just makes it easier to, to want to go out and do those things when you have a support system that will kind of do it with you. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah, I can force myself to go out by myself and, what like it's whatever but it's so much easier to go out with folks and 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 yeah we're, we could talk about like a business thing or we could talk about like you know going to school or, or whatever but sometimes it's even just going out and like seeing a friend like that can be stressful but it can also be so much easier if you're doing something chill and fun and, and whatever right 
Oh, yeah. So, so change doesn't need to be a scary thing. I think the other thing, too, that's key about change is... And this takes time. This isn't an easy thing, but also surrounding yourself with the people that you know will support you in that change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For instance, like even the my glasses, something that I'm like, oh, I don't know if like I can pull it off. But some like some folks are. I mean, I guess my friends are really, really like, yeah, it, like you look good, like whatever. That's not like a judgment that they're gonna throw on me because they have we have other things to worry about than how my glasses look. And at the end um, of the day, if you're surra- if you're around people that are judging you solely based off of a change that you made in your your eye glasses, you I'm know, aware. Like, that that's that's something in itself that should be looked at and gone. Like, okay, clearly something needs to change because if people have that much time on their hands to just like make fun of me for the glasses that I'm wearing, you know, like. Yeah. You know, like you need like that's the biggest thing. You need to surround yourself with people that are encouraging you in in a in a good way to go through that change. And like I said, like my parents as much as they are beautiful, amazing people in, in so many different ways, there is some fear attached because they're my parents. They're there to look out for me. They don't want to see me fail. They don't want to see me get hurt or anything else. So I stopped talking to them about certain things when it came to the ambitions that I had in life or the goals that I wanted to go after because I knew that there was going to be a lot of fear involved. Like when I when I put out my book, I didn't even tell my parents about it. And this this pissed my mom off so badly. Oh yeah. I offended her so bad and I felt I felt really bad about it, but I had to do it. I didn't tell my parents about my my uh, book being published until I announced it to everyone else on Facebook that I'd gotten the publishing deal. And oh, yeah. my mom got real mad at me. Like like she flipped out on me because she said like she's like she's like so what's this contract like what do you like what is this and she told me straight up she's like she's like it was like it offended me that you told the entire world at the same time you told your parents like that's not how we do things in this family I'm like you're right but the reason why I didn't say anything was because I knew that by going after something that was completely different than anything I'd ever done before. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. outside of music, it was outside of sports or anything else. And I knew that if I brought it up to my family, especially my especially my mom, no offense to my mom again, um, I knew there was gonna be a lot of fear thrown my way because that like that's just how it is. Like my parents well, that's my, their job, right? It is. And yeah. it's unfortunate because it it deterred me from wanting to tell my parents because I was like, you know what, I know who I can tell and I know who I can't tell. I told certain friends um, I, uh, you know, I, I told, I told the people that were closest to me and I kept it from my parents cause I also wanted to kind of surprise them. But I knew at the same time that if I started talking to them about it and then that negativity and that, that fearful, uh, that fearful talk started coming up, I would have started to feel it too. And I, yeah. I could not afford to have that. Like if I, oh, if sure. I had that fear brought in, it would instantly start to cut down my, my productivity and it would yeah. instantly start to cut down the time that I would spend on it because I'd be constantly worrying and stressing and overthinking it rather than just doing, doing, doing and getting it done, you know? And, and again, love my parents so much and they've been there for me 99 million times out of whatever number that is. But you know, it's, they, you know, it, it was just something that like, I knew that there was going to be fear and some, and on some totally. unfortunate, you know, negativity, not negativity. Like, they were trying to see me fail. There was like, they were just worried and they were, they were fearful yeah. of it. It's a protection. Exactly. Yeah. And like I said, you have to surround yourself with people that are there to support you. And I knew who, which friends I could talk to and tell them about. And I had a lot of support from the people that I did tell. I didn't announce it to world, to the world. I didn't announce it until everything was put together. Um, like I tell Taylor, like I don't, I don't tell anyone about anything 
project wise or any ideas that I have until they're already set to go and moving forward. Yeah. Because there's always going to be someone out there that's going to like pop up, pop in and like tell you about something or talk to you about something kind of like bring in fear or like, and like doubt. Yeah. And doubt yeah. And like negativity, whatever it may be like, they'll be like, Oh, you know, that's really hard to do or blah, 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 blah. It's like, I don't need that. You know, like, no, like, for sure. I'm well aware of the challenges at hand, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I don't need to, I don't need to have someone else like just reiterate what's already going on in my head. Well, that's it, right? It's almost scary when like another person's saying what you're thinking in your head. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough to hear, but you know, like my parents, well, like my mom specifically is, is very similar, I guess, in the sense that, you know, um, comes in that protection mama bear mode of like, Hey, you know, these are all the risks involved. So what I've actually learned to do is that I get I get all my ducks in order. Like I do all the research. I, I basically have to make like a, a like a business plan for any decision that I do. I mean, not so much now because I'm an adult and I live on my own and I just do my thing. A momness plan. Oh yeah, but a momness plan. And and I just I lay it all out. I'm like, this is the these are the facts, this is the risks, this is the pros, the cons. Lay it all out and then I present it to my mom. And then you say, I know what you're going to think. I know what you may say. Yeah. But. But this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. And it's like anticipating all her questions and and and, and answering them. And that's worked time and time again. That's like, a smart sales way to do things, too. You oh, anti- for sure. You, antipis- you anticipate the, um, the, the, not the restrictions. You anticipate the. Like like the thing holding someone back. Yeah, basically. Like I'm trying yeah. to think of the word, but I can't I can't think of it. But it's basically when you go into, for instance, like a sales meeting or whatever, and there's someone that like they have something that they're going to be against, like either like the price or like something that is involved. So you meet those uh, those rejections before they're before they're talked about. Yeah. And you say, okay, I know that this is risky, or yes, I know this is expensive. Yeah. But here is why you know this is what you're going to get out of it. Blah blah blah. That's why it's going to work. Yeah. And then yeah, mom, you know this is I know this is risky. I know going in into the porn businesses is risky, but hear me out. <laughs> Yikes. That, definitely not a conversation I had. But. No. You, you never know. You never know, though. But know. it's it's true, though. It's just like get get your stuff, get your facts in order, get it all lined up, and then just have a conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and, and you can do that for someone. Like, I mean, like I did that with my folks when uh, I bought my house. But you could also do that for yourself. Like, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of negative self-talk that happens in, in change. And you can try to match those things before they even happen, too. You know, like, just getting real with yourself and being like, yeah, people might say this about my glasses. That's okay. Well, you know, you know what? I don't you, know, whatever. The the one thing that, like, brought it up when you said, the, you know, the negative self-talk thing, you know, one thing that is very helpful, for instance, like, Taylor and I are business partners, and we have a lot of things that we're going after in the future. And I've noticed that, with Taylor around and I, I would like to hope that it's the same effect um, from me to him is that it's nice having someone to bounce off ideas with and, and, and not so much like instead of talking in your head about things that you may be worried about, things that you may be stressed out about, you then talk to the other person and you can bounce things off each other and figure out ideas rather than talking to the one voice, which is your own voice. And then whatever comes out of it comes out of it. You yeah. Know? Well, no, it's good too, because there's always like a constructive criticism. I don't know even if even if you call that that. Like I just know that some of our conversations, it's more 
I will tend to do this where it's like, well, this is like a potential problem. Mm-hmm. How could we fix it? And it's not so much of like shutting down an idea or being like, oh, that's bad. It's but just it needs like, to be talked about. It's right? Like, yeah, let's let's look at this angle too, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, it is super helpful just to bounce. It's pronounced anglais. Anglais. It's a it's look at. Let's look at this anglais or angel as people sometimes. Angel. I love that misspell it. Online. I don't know if you've ever watched um, Hot Fuzz. No. It's like a it's like a movie. So Shaun of the Dead. I don't know if you've seen this too. No, I haven't. I've watched. For some reason, when you say these movie names, Super Troopers comes to mind, and I don't know okay. if they're even remotely relevant no. to each other. No, sorry, man. But like, so okay. so Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, and then they did like um, Paul, which was more Americanized. But the first two movies, anyways, were very much based in the UK, and it's a couple like UK actors. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've seen commercials. I've never actually yeah. watched those shows though. Oh, they're great. Like it's UK humor, so it's it's just different. But I I really really like it. But one of the things uh, in Hot Fuzz, anyways, was that there's like a there's a constable. I, I think it's a constable. Constable like Angel or something or like Officer Angel. Um, and then the local newspaper who just like is horrible at grammar and spelling and everything always puts like Officer Ang- Angle, Angle. Angle messing things up. And yeah, so then the whole town's making fun of him. Oh, They're like, man. oh, hey, nice Angle. Yeah, Speaking so. of newspapers, Taylor and I just went through a whole big uh, media thing where we were looking through different contacts and all sorts of stuff because. True story. Taylor's Taylor's working hard at at uh, one of one of his business ventures and getting some awesome media attention. And uh, right before we were doing this, we actually figured out like one of the easiest ways to find some contacts, and we didn't even realize it was a thing. And, yeah, it was awesome. Um, I'm probably not going to talk about it because I don't secrets. want to. It's a secret. It's secret. Secret business stuff. Um, no, but we've, we've had a, we've had a really good day today. It was um, good. Yeah. Taylor and, I, Taylor and I have been, have been scheming, been doing a lot of really cool things together. Um, Lots of scheming. Both for our own individual business and then on top of it, also doing some stuff together. A collab. Um, a collab, yeah, as they say. Some big old stuff that's coming in the new year. And, uh, we're really excited about it. We went and we went and talked to some individuals and got some information on things that we need to get more information on and everything else. But it's slowly but surely coming together and we're really happy about it and, I just I'm I'm really happy with like the the year is coming to an end. 2017 is coming to an end. 2018 is coming around. Yeah. And and this ties together with what we're talking about today, but to think back on where I was a year ago to where I am today, beautiful changes, man. And Oh yeah. more than I ever thought were possible. Yeah. But I mean everything from the things that I that I pursued and and got to achieve to the different relationships that I that I lost and gained and you know just everything that came into my life was just 10 times more beautiful than any sort of negativity that may have may or may not have come at one point or another and um, you know change change is a is a beautiful thing if you embrace it properly you guys and and yeah if no for sure I would like to I would like to personally say you know that I'm I'm proud of myself for making those changes because they were damn hard and oh, I yeah. totally get what it's like to deal with with change in a ne- in a negative way, where you think to yourself, "How is this going to work?" Like it would be. I remember thinking to myself, like wishing and wanting to do the things that I'm that I'm pursuing now, and I'm nowhere near where I want to be yet. But at the same time, I remember this time last year, still working at a job, and and thinking to myself every day, you know, like what what this would be like and everything. Um, a really good story, actually, that I'll share. Here we go. Because we, uh, our podcast is running a little long on this episode, but that's okay. Um, so a little, a little, 
a little story to share about about my change and what originally happened. So for those of you who don't know a little bit about my background, um, when I was 22, yes, 22, I went to uh, college to become a carpenter. So I went to uh, carpentry school and I got my certificate and everything like that. And basically the reason why I'd gone to carpentry school was because I'd been told since I graduated high school by my family and stuff that I should go into the trades. It's a great way to make money. I had lots of friends and cousins and stuff that were in it and they were loving it. They were making great money, you know, a great career path. You can go anywhere. Once you have those skills, you're good to go. All the sort of things I was told. And that's how, that's how I started to believe it. And at the age of 22, I went to school and I got my certificate and I was off. So I worked really hard in school. I did really well. I, I got second in my grade for or second in my class for uh, GPA. I think I was off by like 0.5 of, of a percent for being the number one dude, which would like if you were to talk to me in high school would have never, ever happened. But it was it was a really, really fun experience. I, I made so many friends that to this day I'm still friends with from that college experience. And it was just it was a wonderful time. I learned so many different life skills and I got to make so many just great friends. It was a really great time. So we finished up our last, uh, we were do, we were about to finish up our last exam for the year. And I got a call on the morning on the way to school. And so I answered it and it was a dude from a concrete company. And I had been applying for different jobs and everything before um, graduation was coming uh, only a couple weeks away. And we had like our last exam. So once the last exam was done, like I didn't have to worry about anything else but just applying for jobs. So I'd been applying for jobs like a month before to get prepared and get ahead of, of anyone in my class. So I got this call and this guy was asking me like, Hey, can you start on Monday? And I was like, Oh crap. Like today's Friday and I have the final exam today, like in an hour and a half and I need to make sure I pass it or I, I can't take this job. So I said, yeah, sure. That sounds great. So I'll start Monday. So then I went to this final exam. Uh, I, I wrote it. I did really well on it. I was super stoked. As soon as I found out I passed, I went straight to my my teacher's office and I was like, "Ayo, so I got a uh, a job offer for this concrete company, and I'm gonna go work it." And literally, as soon as I started talking about it, like everyone was super stoked for me, but at the same time, they were also like, "Dude, like that's hard work, like concrete laborer, like good luck with that." You realize that's outdoor work, right? You realize it's minus forty outside ninety percent of the time right now, right? And I was like, oh, well, I mean, they're going to probably be paying me pretty dang well. And I mean, like, whatever, it's cool. And uh, yeah, so I went to work that next Monday and it was one of the scariest moments because I'd never been on a construction site in my life. And for the next little while, uh, over the next couple of weeks and everything, I was getting trained on the job and doing all this sort of things. And I had to go through all this training, all the safety uh, training, all these different things. And what eventually started happening was I was noticing a pattern and it was unfortunate because in the construction world, a lot of times if you're hired on as a laborer, you're usually hired on as like the garbage boy or the lumber boy. Like basically the person that goes and picks up lumber and trash and, and does all like the, the, the not so fun work that no one else wants to do. And it was frustrating for me because I remember thinking to myself, I, you know, I'd, I'd done exactly what I was supposed to do. I'd told, I, like, I'd done everything that everyone had told me to do. I'd gone and gotten my certificate. I'd gotten, you know, my my level, and I'd I'd gone and uh, did everything I was supposed to do to get qualified for a job. And then I went on the job. I was getting paid really well, but I was really 
really unhappy. Like this was like the most miserable job I've ever had. I remember one time because it was outdoors, we were, we were working in this huge field and there was, there was tons and tons of construction stuff all over the place. We were digging big holes. And I remember the night before there was this huge snowstorm. And when we got back, all these holes were filled with snow that we need to fill up with concrete. So what did they make me do? They made me and like four other laborer dudes go and grab shovels and start shoveling out snow that was up to our necks. By like by hand, we were supposed That's to shovel. Brutal. Like it was like I was sitting there. I'm like, is this my le- like? Is this what I went to school for? You know, like like I had I had listened to everyone else for the majority of my life when it came to you know going to school and all those sort of things. And I thought I did exactly what I was supposed to do in order to get to this place in life. And I remember sitting in this hole and thinking to myself, like, I went to school for this. Like, this is like to pick up lumber and and, and trash and and to shovel endless amounts of snow out of holes. Like, that's that's it. And I remember walking around the construction site a couple of different times. And there was just some, there was really, really long days. We were like 10, 12, 13, 14 hours a day walking on your feet in heavy construction gear and all these type of stuff. And I remember saying to myself over and over again, whenever there was times where I just like, I felt like just giving up and I just felt like I was, I was a loser. And, you know, I just, I kept on saying to myself under my breath, you know, this isn't forever. It's going to get better. This isn't forever. It's going to get better. And I would continually say this to myself because I knew even though I didn't, I couldn't see it yet. I knew that somewhere along the line in the future, there was something that was, that was bigger out there for me. I knew that there was more opportunity for there for me out there. I knew that there was something for me. And I just needed to, you know, continue to pursue it in small ways, big ways, whatever way I needed to and to keep on dreaming it. You know, I knew that that change was coming and I just had to keep on moving forward with it. Um, Three or four months into that job, I got laid off. They just decided that they didn't need like half the crew. They signed on like three months before. They're like, oh, we don't need you guys. So you're out of a job. And I was like, all right. And then I started doing some roofing and then I did tiling. And again, I was... I was the the garbage boy and everything because like in construction, unless you've been in the in the line of work for like multiple years, they don't give you much responsibility until like two, three, four years down the road or whatever, you know. And it was uh, it was a big wake up call because I started realizing that I wasn't living up to my true potential. And so I gotten um, I around this time was uh, around the time my grandmother started getting sick in, in uh, April of 2016. And for the next three months, we watched my grandmother pass away. And um, eventually on June 9th, she did pass away. And I was I was there the moment that she passed away. It was a really dark time for me. And around this moment, around June, I started making a change for myself. And I said that, you know, I'm going to do something bigger in my life. And so I, I started writing my book. And again, this was just an idea that I had in mind. This was just something that I just wanted to do. And I wanted to talk about all the different experiences that I'd gone through, whether it was in construction, whether it was with you know, growing up and dealing with bullies and depression, all sorts of other stuff. And eventually what happened, like I said earlier in this podcast, you know, I got the, I got the, um, opportunity to publish my book in December, 2016, published it in, uh, April of 2017. And it went on to become a bestseller. And from there I got to go and speak all around Manitoba and different schools with TJ's gift foundation, I got a bunch of different opportunities to work with, uh, you know, Mujasaur Association of Manitoba here. Um, you know, I got to start my own business finally, like all these different things that I'd said that I wanted to do. Like I got, to, I got to go on, on, um, live TV, like going on the news and, and in the, on the, on live radio and all these sort of things that I always said, like I could do, and I knew that I'd be able to do one day. And I did it because I didn't give up on 
the idea of making a big change for myself. Even when I didn't have any sort of hope, when I didn't think that anything was going to happen. Like I had no idea that the changes that I wanted to make were actually going to happen, but I knew that I wanted them bad enough that if I kept on looking forward in life, in, you know, in my future, that something would happen. And again, I'm not, I'm not some big success story or anything like that, but it just goes to show you that, you know, I went from being garbage boy covered in dirt and grime, freezing my butt off in minus 45, 50 degree weather, like the worst of, of working conditions that I could possibly think of besides being in something very, very awful in like a third world country or something, which obviously is a completely different, <laughs> different thing. Whole other level. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, like, again, I'm not trying to whine, but it just, it was, it was not a good time. Yeah. yeah. And to think back on it and, and I remember still walking through those those construction sites, freezing my butt off and wanting things to change, wishing things would change. You know, I'd been wanting to start my own business for like three, four years and only in the last year is when I really started to take initiative and, and really start to get the cojones to go out of my way and do it. And, you know, change is difficult. Change is scary. Change can be really, really worrisome when you don't know what the result is going to lead up to but i can promise you that if you are upset if you are tired of of the places that you are in if you are depressed if you're if you're in a position where you just cannot stand where you are anymore and you need to make a change i can guarantee you if that change is a positive thing where you're wanting to pursue something bigger in your life you want to go after something that you love that you have a big passion for whatever it may be go after it challenge it you know pursue it head on as as best as you possibly can whether it's in in uh, slow strides or big strides fast strides whatever it may be start doing it because life will give you those opportunities if you really pursue them and they may not be the biggest ones all the time but i mean things will happen that you won't even won't even be able to dream of that will happen and for me i mean i got opportunities that i never thought were possible just strictly off the fact that i never gave up on the opportunity to pursue something that i wanted and that i loved so that's my little story about myself. Um, I also wrote that in my book. If anyone out there also listens to my book, well, watches, go. reads, book, eats, eats his book, eat my book. Please. <laughs> no, I love that. Right. And it's, it's gluten free. It's gluten free. Nice. No, you know, and, and I was thinking about while you're speaking to of like where I was last year as well. And, um, okay. That's enough out of you. You've done <laughs> No, no, but it's similar stuff, right? Is that like this year, uh, 2017, I have done the most, I guess the, the word or the phrase of my year would be pull the trigger. Cause I've just pulled the trigger on so many different things. Um, this time last year I was going through a hardcore separation and I was not looking forward to 2017 whatsoever because I, my hope, my entire life was changing. Um, I had things a certain way for so long and I was very, very comfortable in my life. And then things just got flipped upside down so quickly and I had no idea what was going on. And and now where I'm at is I'm so excited for 2018 because I just know there's so many things that are, that are coming my way and it's, it's going to be awesome. Um, I remember like January 1st is how I started it. 2017, January 1st, I, uh, I got my friend to pierce my ears. I was just like, we're just doing it. We're going for it. And then after that, it was just continuous stuff where I just like, I started emailing people about like, the logo I designed, I was like, yo, can you make this actually look professional? And then I just started, I pulled the trigger and bought some shirts and, and, you know, just kept, you just keep going. And, and now here we are with 
podcasts and different businesses and um the fact that we are in each other's lives and i didn't even know you last year i know isn't that wild and the thing is that like if i hadn't written my book taylor wouldn't have contacted me to find to ask for my book and i would have come down to his house to drop it off and have a conversation with them and we wouldn't have started our friendship that way boom you know and like i i gained such an awesome homie in my life and such a such a you know a, a powerful friendship in my life because of the fact that I was able to put myself into a position where I was I was open to those type of opportunities for for different people to come into my life for sure you know and I wasn't I wasn't like that and I mean like at the end of last year was literally when I signed my publishing deal so the only thing that was happening was like I was signing my publishing deal and I had no idea what was coming I'm yeah. like, I don't even know if this is going to succeed. I like, I was still questioning, like, should I be writing a book? Should I not be? And like, in a lot of, in a lot of eyes, like now thinking back on it, like writing a book at like, without have, without have done it, without have, without doing, hold up. I am losing it right now. <laughs> uh, without, without really doing anything super large, like, like in my life, like I just talked about my life experiences. A lot of people may look at it and go like, why would you? write a book like you you, you're not steve jobs like you didn't do anything big and fantastic yet but for me like at that point in time like it was just a way for me to let out a bunch of different emotions i just lost my grandmother i just had a girlfriend that i had been dating for almost two years that broke up with me because she opened up about being gay you know like i had so many different things that were happening in my life that i could not comprehend and at the same time i was also contemplating how the heck i was going to start my own business and, and try to like be the person that I really want to be. And, you know, I opened myself up to get these opportunities because I was willing to make changes in my life that were uncomfortable because I had no choice. It was either I make that change and, and get away from where I, where I was or stay in that, that sad place and that uncomfortable state of being, yeah. you know, miserable and feeling like I wasn't living up to my true potential. So, I mean, it's kind of fun how we both started in like a similar place, right? Where like we, we were kind of forced to make a change and, but- and, I think we we can both gladly say that it it definitely turned out for the better. But so. big, but like I said, man, growth comes from discomfort. You got to do it. Growth comes from being uncomfortable with your situation and going forward with it. So, you know, like I cannot wait for 2018. I have so many different big life plans. Um, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, me and Taylor have talked about some of the the life plans that I have in mind. Oh yeah. Uh, with my, uh, you know, with with our with our business stuff. He's gonna shave his beard. Um, it's with, gonna be. It's nope, gonna be unreal. No, it is not. It's never <laughs> happening. Oh, okay. So the other day I was okay. The other day I was with a client who had who uh, we were working on some marketing stuff, and he was telling me about how he knew one of my cousins. Oh, fun! And I'm like, oh, that's sweet. Like, it's always weird. I always run into different people that know someone in my family. Is I it Mateo? No, it's my cousin Joel. Oh, fun. Um, okay. And uh, he like went to school with him or something like that. So I was like, oh, that's that's super sweet. And so I was like trying to find a picture on my Facebook of like the group of our cousins and like hanging out and stuff and like showing yeah. like, oh yeah, it's the, there's Joel. That's my cousin. And along the way, I find this picture from i think like 2012 where i was i i completely had shaved down my beard because i wanted to start no shave november like clean okay it was, yeah it was the first time i'd ever shaved off my facial hair since i started being able to grow facial hair right and it was awful awful <laughs> the johnsons are not known for having very good chin lines Okay. And you my dad will attest to this very much so. And so when we shave our beards, we tend to look like just 
full we just have it's not a neck it's just a head attached to the body it's not like okay. everything is just one thing and be, because also i have a shaved shaved head i have a balding head well let's shave it i would look like a thumb i would look like a oh, thumb. That'd be magical it's an awful look thumb and, johnson so, <laughs> so, so gross <laughs> but it's like I saw that picture. And I'm like, never, ever, ever, ever again. Wow. Ever again. Because I was dating someone at the time. And I remember I, I, I came to their house after I'd done it. Both her and her sister burst out laughing the second oh, they saw horrible. me. And I was like, no. Because I noticed that when my when I shave wow. my beard, my like my mouth looks like 10 times bigger. And wow. Like, I'm going to creep your Facebook. Man, it's awful. I can't wait. I should untake myself and all those. Oh. But yeah. So anyways, guys, yeah. that's the that's the end of our podcast. Uh, just really want to thank you guys once again for checking this out. We've been doing this for quite some time, and, and we're really enjoying everyone being able to check it out. Yeah, shout out to our Denmark folks. That's yeah, awesome. everyone in Denmark. Everyone, and UK. Everyone in the in the Denmark club. Thank you so much. Everyone in overseas. That's wicked. That's amazing. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, so if you guys if you guys are a fan of this of this podcast and you enjoy what you hear and what we say, hopefully. Please go and tell some friends. Please go and tell some relatives. Go tell the squirrel down the street. Whatever you need to do to spread the word. We're trying really hard to grow the social media on our page. We are both very, very busy individually trying to grow our own yeah. personal brands and our own business and stuff. And on top of trying to grow the, the podcast, it can be a little bit difficult. But we are doing our best. So we do apologize if you know we're not always on top of it. But that's life. That happens. Oh, yeah. And as always, if you want us to talk about something, please let us know. We would love it. We are still working through your list. Uh, as Brayson said at the beginning of this episode, there's actually a couple ideas that, you know, we come with, come up with ourselves, too. Um, so there's sometimes we might, you know, take a take a break from that and, and go to our own ideas and, and get back to yours. Absolutely. We are, we are really crushing through it. So uh, we just love your suggestions. We love your ideas. Um, and the other thing I like to mention too is that if you always feel like you need someone to talk to, if there's ever anything you wanna, I don't know, you wanna, you wanna reach out to someone, know that resources are available, and you can always contact us. Uh, we would love to set you up with something. Kids Help Phone is just one option that you can get, and there's an Always There app as well. But uh, there's tons and tons and tons of resources that we would love to hook you up with. So feel free to to shout shout out to us and, and let us know if you need something yeah i mean you can find taylor and i on social media well, uh you can find myself on instagram at bryson johnson b-r-y-s-e-n-j-o-h-n-s-o-n or on facebook with the same thing um and uh, taylor can be found at myspace.com slash slash hot boys are us 2002 um, <laughs> um, but really, you can yeah. Also find me on Instagram. I'm like sending you strength. But if you want, um, as well as wherehope.ca, that's a, a really easy way to get a hold of me. And then you can uh, just info at wherehope.ca. That's uh, an email you can hit up, and and I would love to get back to you. And you're allowed to wear hope. You're allowed to wear happy. You're allowed to wear whatever the heck you want. But mainly hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What a good joke. Okay. All right. So anyways, guys, thank you. Thank you very much for checking us out once again. My name is Bryson Johnson. And I'm Taylor Dimitriov. Uh, You're listening to the Betterment Podcast. Love you guys. Love you guys.